Hey, and welcome to Gypsy J Vibes. This is where we discuss all things tarot, divination, mediumship, you know, all the good stuff, but within the life of a small town psychic medium. So with this being my first um, official podcast, um, I want to go ahead and do like an introduction style post. Um, so, I'm just going to let you guys know, like, who I am, what my hobbies are, my gifts, things like that. So, let's get to it. First and foremost, my name is Jessica. I'm a 33 mama. Um, not only a mom to three wonderful kids, but a English Mastiff Pitbull mix um, puppy. He is only a year and a half old, so, yeah, that's fun. And he's about 150 pounds. I live in a small town in Indiana. I have been with my husband now for going on 13 years, and I have, I'm the oldest, I should say, oldest of four, but I have three younger brothers. Um, One is 26, nope, I lied, he's 29. Um, One is 19, and one is 16. Yeah, that that was rough, Um, growing up in a household of three boys, and a mother who was baseball obsessed, like, she didn't watch baseball, but she, like, always pushed all of us to play baseball, or, and when I got older, she pushed me to play softball, so yeah, that, that was really fun, so needless to say, I kind of grew up rough and tough, I was more of a tomboy than a girly girl, but anyways, um, some of my hobbies, they kind of, they kind of range randomly, so, I, I I do crafts, like I make epoxy cups and pens and badgerills, things like that. But I'm also a hairstylist, um, which nobody ever really thought I would do, just because, like, again, being a tomboy, I really didn't do much with my hair, and I, still to this day, like, when I'm working at a salon, I don't, I'm not that gussied up hairstylist, I'm that down-to-earth, like, I come in my PJs if I have to type hairstylist. <laughs> um... But then after after that, I, it's pretty pretty simple. Like, I enjoy reading and, and fishing and dancing. And my only other thing that I really like, besides mediumship and tarot and, um, you know, all the, all the witchy things, is I'm a big Disney collector. Like, I'm a big, 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 big Disney nerd. Um, Little Mermaid is my jam. I swear I was a mermaid in a past life. And I'm, I'm A-OK with that. Like, come on. I mean, who wouldn't be happy in a clamshell with no periods or, you know, you you're ha- you have a tail, so it's not like you have a period. And, you know, getting to swim in the ocean all day with all the cool, you know, ocean life. That's, I mean, that's awesome. So, so yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, so my gifts, they include what they call claircognance, um, which is basically telepathic knowledge. It's just like the psychic side of me. More or less, um, I have clairaudience, which is hearing, and it's not like I hear them out loud, like, I mean, I, sometimes I do. I will be laying in my bed at night, and I have a portal in my home, unfortunately, uh, so that means that at night, like, it literally sounds like a full-on college rager going on in my closet. It's definitely not fun. Um, <laughs> But after that, it would be clairsentience, which is, um, clair, it means clear. So it's clear feeling, uh, highly empathic. 
So I can read the room really well with emotions and what uh, situations are kind of going on before anybody even says anything. Um, and then last but not least would be clairvoyance, which is seeing or visions. And it's not like most people would say, like some of them, some of us psychic mediums or mediums in general, we, we see things, but it's not physical. It's more in our mind's eye. It's to me, and this will differ between each medium or whatever that you talk to or, you know, learn from, whatever. For me, it's like a miniature movie. They will show me, like, little clips of a memory or different, like, places that you guys had a memory at. Things like that. It's it's kind of hard to describe. And sometimes I, I can see more of one thing in the, in the pic picture or the clip of the movie than I can other things. Um, and they can be hard to interpret at times, but it's pretty neat. Like, I, I really love having this ability, and most mediums do. They, we truly enjoy being able to connect with your loved ones that have passed on. And it's not just loved ones, honestly. Your, the way we read people is, as mediums is, it's all about your spirit. So, if there's people that are still alive, we can still pick up on them and what they are wanting to say or what even your past loved ones are trying to say about them, things like that. It's really, really um, complex and a lot of people don't understand how complex it actually is until they start tapping into their own gifts. Now you're saying, Jessica, like, really? How, how, how are you saying that, you know, they're tapping into their own gifts? Well, to me, and again, each reader, each medium is different on how they feel or what they believe or what they follow. But for me, I believe everybody has these abilities. Everybody has these, has these gifts. It's all about what you do with them. There was a famous quote that my, my cosmetology teacher, he always said, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that is similar to psychic abilities, m you know, mediumship abilities, reading abilities, things like that. Um, that, like, we are born with them, and more, you'll, you'll notice, like, more kids are in tune, and they can see things or hear things, and they know their past lives, and, you know, all this crazy stuff, and everybody's like, oh, that's just their imagination, or that's their imaginary friend, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not their imaginary friend, that is a, a spirit that they are connecting with, <laughs> and so... Once you get around, they say around the age of 9, 10, you start to turn that off, that ability off, because you don't use it very, very often. Um, you'll notice, like, as you get older, like, you don't have as many imaginary friends anymore, or you think you were crazy for even thinking that you had imaginary friends. But you're not. You were 100% in tune. You were um, discussing things with or playing with these imaginary friends, and it's perfectly normal. Like, I wish people would not have such a, a stigma around it, because it is normal to have those things. It's normal for kids to come back and say, you know what, hey, I, I remember, you know, being your mom in a, you know, before, or whatever, you know, there was a, a kid that remembered dying in the 9-11, you know, um, tragedy. So it's just... 
I wish people would not be like, oh, that's just your, their imagination running wild and just say, hey, you know what? That's cool. Tell me more about it. So, yes, in all reality, you too can tap into your own gifts. There are so many different ways to do it, and we will discuss that um, near the end of this um, cat podcast. Um, but let's go ahead and get back into what tools that I use as far as, like, divination. Now, with divination, there are a million different tools you can use from um, runes to dowsing rods. And those are just, like, the basic, well-known tools. Um, but for me... Personally, my my niche, I guess, would be the tarot cards. Tarot and I just clicked. It's always been something that, even from a young age, my mom used to hang out with, like, hippy-dippy kind of people. <laughs> um, and sh- we'd go over to their house, and they'd have, you know, incense burning and tarot cards everywhere and tapestries, and I just thought it was, like, the most wonderful, magical place ever. And the tarot cards just have always screamed at me and so tarot is my my jam like that is my thing uh i have several different decks there's some decks that i've tried uh, to connect with and have not been able to and that's okay not every deck is meant for you but the decks that i currently use um again big big disney nerd so the disney villains deck i also have a hocus pocus deck um, the Nightmare Before Christmas deck, and then there was another one that I I somewhat use. It's the called the Antique Anatomy, and it's it's florals and um, like elixir bottles and bones and skeletons and roses and it's pretty. But I found out later that it was connected to one of my deities or you know, somebody that was wanting to work with me. And so whenever I they're wanting to connect, that's when I need to use that deck. And lastly, well, my favorite deck is the Weaver Tarot. And it's just gorgeous. It's bright and colorful and... I don't want to say, like, urethal. Urethal? Yeah, that's the word, I guess. I, I'm going to go ahead and use that. It's very magical and mystical and, you know soft and dainty and it's got gold foiling it's gorgeous i love it it's one of my favorites but because i have small hands it is very difficult to use because the cards are so thick (laughs) okay so other than tarot i do also use oracle cards my one and only deck that i use is the rose oracle i've also used a pendulum which i'm not too much of a fan of i it hurts to hold it that long and I'm too impatient. Kind of along with, like, I also use dowsing rods, and those, they're slow. Like, I'm like, bro, can you hurry up, please? (laughs) But, the one thing that I started out with, tool-wise, and it took me, years to actually learn what it was, and how or why I was doing it, and it's called automatic writing. Now, as far as, like, automatic writing goes people are weirded out about it I guess because it to me it's just it's simple but to them they're freaking out because they can physically see 
kind of like a pendulum or dowsing rods. They can physically see it being done. Um, and it honestly, like you just put a pen to a paper and just let it start going. Some people will say that it's your, you're clearing your mind and just allowing your inner, you know, most deepest thoughts, subconscious thoughts come out. Other people will say that it's a way of connecting with spirit. Over the years, I've had so many different ways of handwriting come through my automatic writing that for me, it's not my innermost thoughts. It's me connecting with spirit. My innermost thoughts, I write down in my journal and I know what I'm writing and I have to focus on that. With automatic writing, I don't have to focus. I just let the pen and paper go. So that leads me to my next point. And this is what, when did I realize that I had my abilities? Now, like I had said, everyone is born with these abilities. I've always thought that I had magical capabilities or I was a witch and I thought it was so cool when I was little, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, trying to like turn the stoplight when you're sitting at the light, you know, you're like, okay, turn green, turn green, turn green. And then it just is like, oh, that third time there it goes. But this one, when I, f I fully understood and knew that I had them, was when I was 16. So at 16, I had just lost a, a friend of mine. And... Now, mind you, like... I've dealt with depression since I was, I think clinically diagnosed actually was when I was around 12, 11 or 12 when my dad left. Um, and I've always kind of had death surrounding me. I've actually had another medium just, you know, flat out say like death surrounds you. You're so, it's so normal to you that it's, you are numb to it. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much because it's not, it's not, it's some, not something that I can ever remember going without. Um, when I was, you know, eight, my, my great grandmother had passed away. And then, you know, so many people had passed away by such a young age that it did, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Like there are some people that I still yearn to talk to or see or, you know, be around physically. And I just have to settle for their spirit. But 16, man, like, I had lost a couple good friends, and, you know, I'd, I'd stopped going to counseling, but I remember one thing that my counselor during that time had told me was, Jessica, you know, write, write down how you're feeling for the day. Get it all out there. Do not hoard it in, because hoarding it in is gonna, you're bottling it up, and, it, and eventually... It's going to explode like a Coke can does. You know, you shake up a Coke can with all this trauma and, you know, it's never being released. It's going to explode. She's like, so remember, you're you're the Coke can with Coke full inside of you. Every time you put, you know, more trauma inside of you, you're just waiting to explode. And so I finally sat down and started journaling. And I got about halfway through. And then it... It just felt so weird, like, 
I got my hand, my dominant writing hand, obviously, got really cold. And the right side of my body got cold. And my pen just started moving. And it was not, it was in cursive, and I don't, I mean, at 16, I had that girly, you know, fun hearts over my eye, you know, dots, for my dots on my eyes type writing. Um, so I knew it wasn't me doing it. And that's when my friend that had passed had said, hey, it's me. Plain as day in writing. And I just started bawling. And I just, I knew. I, I knew it was them. I don't know how I knew. Again, the, the psychic abilities thing is so weird to me still. Even to this day, like, I will freak myself out. Um, because of knowing things that I shouldn't know. Or, you know, knowing things are going to happen and I shouldn't know that. And, but when it he came through and he said, hey, it's me. I just automatically knew. I was like, it is him. I, I'm not crazy. And, you know, I felt those emotions. I went through them. And I continued that conversation. And that conversation kept me up for hours past my bedtime. But it was what I needed. And I felt so much better after that conversation. And that's lead, that leads me to my next point here is why. Why do I offer my services to the public that's why, because of how much healing it brings, how much stress and worry is off of your shoulders wondering if your loved ones are okay. Okay, so like like I said, you, f you feel those emotions, you, you heal, and it brings so much comfort and... I don't know how to explain it, um... Just knowing, like, that you're hearing from those that have passed and that they're sending you somebody to validate, you know, memories or, um, items that you have of theirs and that's validation and knowing and trusting who you're getting a reading from. And then those people are telling you, like, you know, I can remember one of my private sessions that I offer, I mean, it was, it was hard. Um, a mother had lost her child, and the child was super young. Mom was super young. But she kept talking about a, a jump rope, and it turned out her mom still had the jump rope. And so she was like, I don't care, you know, she was like, tell my mom I don't care, what she does with all my other stuff. She's like, but make sure she keeps that. And her mom was like, that was one of her favorite things to do. Was to try to jump rope. Um, with her medical issues and whatnot. Like, she had a, a backpack she had to carry around for, with her oxygen and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, trying to jump rope was a little, little difficult. But that was one of her favorite things as a purple jump rope. And... Just, like, the realization in her mom's eyes, and I could just feel the relief lifted off of this woman's shoulders because, you know, she knew that 
I was legit, and I was actually telling her what her daughter wanted her to know. That is why I do what I do. I've always said, like, being a hairstylist was my, my passion and what I was meant to do. Because everybody knows, like, your beauty, as we, we all know, like I said, your beauty doesn't come just from the outside, it comes from the inside also. Um, but feeling good about yourself on the outside, it helps with that confidence boost, you know? So I always felt like I might not be able to do much on the inside, but I can at least make them feel a little bit better about how they look. And so that was, you know, my big thing for a long time until I got, I got probably around, I think it was around COVID actually. Um, we were all shut in, you know, and I just needed space for myself, um, being trapped with three kids and, you know, my husband, God love him, but man, he drives me nuts. And <laughs> so... I started diving back in, and I started tapping in, and it was a lot of work, and it was a lot of headache, but it's been so worth it, man. Like, there's days that I still, when I do readings, I, I'm drained. I actually say, like, I'd rather do tarot all day, because then I get at least a decent night's sleep, because I'm so drained from all the information that I'm getting, from what I'm, you know, the energy I'm pulling from my sessions, who I'm reading for, things like that, um, those are my best nights to, that I ever sleep, I sleep hard, and I sleep, you know, the lengthly of eight hours, and I'm normally, it's only a two or three hour sleep, hours of sleep that I get per night, so it's, it's good for me, um, <laughs> but the main thing is that when I'm, I'm having these private sessions, whether it's mediumship or whether it's tarot. You know, tarot, I'm looking into the situation that is bothering them. What, you know, the root of the problem is that's holding them back from being on the path that they're supposed to be on. Um, and I like being able to give that guidance, give that advice. And mediumship, it's, you know, the healing and... and feeling the, and I, I don't know how to say it, like, other than this, but, like, the way I feel everybody's pain, sorry about that, um, and, you know, grief, it, for me, it just validates once that, it, that weight has been lifted, that grief has, has lessened a little bit, I can feel when the tears stop coming through as hard from on the other end, um, things like that. <coughs> so, if you are interested in tapping into your gifts, this is my next, my next little point here is, how do you make your abilities stronger? I've had many people ask me how to, how do I tap in? Jessica, like you say, everybody's got these abilities. How do I do it? My biggest thing that I will tell everybody is first and foremost is to learn how to protect yourself, how to protect your home, um, the safest way possible during, you know, if you're picking up tarot cards or whatever, you just want to always be protected. Um, 
you know, back when I was 16, again, stupid little girl, didn't know what I was doing, me and a couple friends had played with a Ouija board, and we did not know what the hell we were doing, we, we messed with some things that we probably should not have messed with, I actually, this last, this last, um, New Year's, actually, New Year's Eve, my mom had called me, and she was like, mm, this Ouija board here needs to be taken to your house, and I was like, what Ouija board? This Ouija board I had made when I was 17, and I had gotten rid of it. I threw it in the trash. Apparently, a few years after I had moved out, which I moved out when I was... Mm, okay, so I moved out when I was 18. I came back and then moved out again when I was 21. And somewhere in between there, my little brother is one of the other people that had messed with it with me, my oldest younger brother. And he was like, oh yeah, I came back uh, a little, uh, you know, a few years after you'd moved out. I just shoved it in the wall in the basement because our basement wasn't fully finished. Like it had half walls and against, you know, the exterior walls, he had just shoved it in between one of those walls in there. And I was like, mom, where did you get that? And she was like, well, it was just hanging out in the basement. And that kind of freaked me out. I was like, um, yeah, okay. So, you know, how many years later? It had came back with vengeance. So me and my brother and, you know, who anybody that had messed with the Ouija board, we all went out and we burned that motherfucker down. <laughs> I was like, we're well, going to do it right this time. Um, so if I would have known back then, you know, the knowledge that I have now, I, I probably would be a little bit more comfortable with Ouija boards. But... Uh, the experiences I had with them, I just, I tell people to stay the hell away from them if possible. Um, and now other readers and other people that are, you know, witches or whatever will tell you, hey, I play with them all the time, it's not a big deal. Um, but others will tell you, no, they're like them, like me, and they're like, no, 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 I'm good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, the first step is always protection for me. The second thing is, do some guided meditations. There's so many on, like, YouTube that you can, you know, research. I'm sure there's a million podcasts that have them. My only advice is to go back at least five years. Um, before, you know, the spirituality thing kind of got big. From, you know, TikTok and Instagram and, you know, it seems like the spiritual community has blown up. And a lot of them... I don't feel like are genuine. I feel like they're doing it for clout. So I always tell people, like, if you're going to find guided meditations, things like that, at least go back five years to, you know, ones that are dated five years ago. And those are normally the people that have a little bit more knowledge as far as hosting a guided meditation. Um, another thing is that I did, honestly, was I just, I started practicing and I researched, I have read so many books, and I, I mean, I, to this day, I'm still learning. I have a grimoire, which everybody's like, oh, that's a, you know, a spell book. And I'm like, no, not technically, because a grimoire is more of an informational book. It is things that I have written down from different books and things I've read, or, you know, blogs, whatever the case may be, that has resonated with me, and information that I found helpful. A spell book is more or less spells. Um, 
Now, don't get me wrong, like, I have spells for oils, like, um, prosperity, and I have some for protection, things like that, um, but that's not necessarily in my grimoire, um, that is in a separate book, which is my spell book, um, but yeah, like, I just, I learned how to protect myself, I went through a couple guided meditations, and I just honestly started practicing with my tarot deck after I, after, like, I researched things, and the more you tap in and trust the tarot cards, trust the gut feelings, the intuition, um, and follow what they're trying to show you and tell you, the more in tune you're going to get. Now that I'm listening to my intuition, and I'm relying on that more than the advice of others, my abilities have soared. Another thing is, what people don't realize is you're going to have to do things that suck. They're going to hurt. You're going to have to go through things and work through emotions that you really, really did not want to work through and go through and it go revisit. They, one of my guided meditations and was my team had told me, like, you need to go do some inner child work. I said, okay. So I went through a guided meditation, and it was about finding the very first part of that inner child, the inner part of me that the trauma had started. That very first instance where the trauma was. And it was my job to find her and comfort her. And for me, my my mother, God love her, but man, like we, me and her do not really get along. And so, like, my mom and dad, they did not get married until I was probably around three. And my, my dad was military, so I was a military brat. But most of my memories are not with my mom and my dad. Most of my memories are from my godmother. Um, my, my godmother, she just happened to be a mom of one of my mom's friends. My mom had me when she was 19, and so, like, she was still young, and, you know, again, my mom and dad didn't get married till I was three. So, she wanted to go out and date and have a normal teenage life, um, and she just happened to be, you know, going on a double date with one of her friends, which happened to be my godmother's son and his girlfriend and a guy that they had hung out with, so, you know, it was them kind of setting her up in a sense. And I was three months old, and from that day on... My godmother raised me. And, like, to me it didn't... I guess until the trauma... I didn't realize... How absent she was. Um... And I can't... I don't even know if I can say, like, till that trauma. It, I don't think, honestly, it was until... I had actually gone through the guided meditation... That I realized that that was where the trauma was. That's why I had so many issues with my mom, but the specific 
time that they had took me to, I was seven. And, man, like, I was playing on the merry-go-round with my neighbor. Like, we had a, a, a small miniature playground across the street from us. And me and my neighbor were over there playing on the merry-go-round, and he told me to jump off. You know, everybody knows, like, merry-go-rounds back in the day, they just had sand on the, on the ground, you know what I mean? So I jumped, and it had rained the day before, so it was really slippery. My leg had slid underneath the merry-go-round, which just so happened to have a large bolt that was not all the way screwed in, and that caught my leg. It drug me around and around that merry-go-round while tearing my leg open. And my godmother heard me screaming, came running. She called her daughter. She called the ambulance, you know, the basic normal routine. They took me to the hospital and I got my first set of stitches on my leg. I had 38 stitches on one part of the leg. And then I want to say like 8 stitches on the smaller scar that I have. And then like on my knee it was kind of like real banged up. And I wouldn't say road rash because road rash normally comes from asphalt. But... It, that's what the equivalent would be, I guess. It's, it looked rough and it was horrible. So they had to scrub my knee and scrub out, you know, my leg that was gashed open. And it took so many nurses and doctors to hold me down along with my sister. You know, I should call her my sister. It's my godmother's daughter. Um, and my mom was nowhere to be found. And my godmother took me home after they got me stitched up and sedated, you know, calmed down a little bit. And that whole week while I had them stitches in, I remember hobbling around and wondering, like, why my mom hadn't called to check on me. Why I hadn't heard from my mom. And it wasn't until the day that I was supposed to be getting my stitches out is when my mom showed up. So during that guided meditation, that's where they took me, is back to that hospital room. That emergency room where I was thrashing around and crying and screaming and freaking out about not having my mom there. Or the fact that all these adults were, you know, hurting me more than I was already hurt. Um, and I've just found myself, you know, little me, like my spirit more or less, like huddled in a corner. And crying and feeling scared and alone and abandoned. And man, that, those emotions, those Working through those were freaking horrible. And it was up to me to tell her, like, hey, you know what? I've got you. I'm going to have your back from here on out. Like, the, all we can depend on is ourselves. You have to be strong for you. Nobody's going to be strong for you. Nobody's going to protect you besides yourself. And... I'm trying to like not to tear up thinking about it because like I'm still working through those emotions. I always thought that because my dad wasn't around that I just had daddy issues. My doctor is actually the one who was like, oh no, you have mommy issues too. And that was like a huge smack in the face. Um, but I, I now I, I realize he's right. Um, so like I said, like those those emotions, they're rough. And they suck. And, you know, 
other things that you're going to have to do. That's That was the whole point of this. There are things that you're going to have to do. There's emotions that you're going to have to feel. Um, there's trauma that you're going to have to work through. You're going to have to let go of relationships, friendships even, that you never thought you'd have to let go of. But once you do, the doors will start opening for you back to back to back to back. I'd been doing all this work. I'd been doing my inner child work. I'd been doing, you know, guided meditations. Um, and I still wasn't getting anywhere. Like, I want to reach so many people. And I wasn't getting anywhere, honestly. Like, I felt like I still was in the same little crowd of people. Um, but once I let go of, I let go of a friendship. And this woman, this girl, like, she... She had actually been my mother in a past life. Um, so that's how close we were. And once I let go of that relationship, my doors started opening like crazy. I started getting new clients. I started having bigger and better opportunities to help people. Um, it was just crazy. Like Things financially started getting better. Things with my relationship with my husband started getting better. My mental health started getting better. And it's just like, wow, like, I, you don't realize how much someone or something can be holding you back like that. But it does. Um, so work through those because those are going to help your abilities grow. And those doors are going to open for you. And it's going to be amazing. But that is all for me for tonight. Um, if anybody has any questions or you know concerns or things that they'd like to hear or talk about or you know hear me talk about or whatever, feel free to reach out. I have a Facebook page. It's called Gypsy J Vibes. I have a TikTok. It is uh, GypsyJ724. I have an Instagram. I have, you know, my link tree. I have, it's got all my, it's got all my links in it. I have a Discord. I have this. Um, there's so many ways for you to reach out to me. So if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, you know, things that you want to discuss, things that you want to talk to me about, or if you just want to book a session with me, go find the link tree. Um, but other than that, just make sure that you are liking and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening at. I hope you guys have a great rest of your night, and this is me, Gypsy J, signing out.